Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Kinetic Life Podcast, brought to you by Kinetic Renew. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your way to your dreams, your goals, and your success. We'll be fueling that with key information on topics like health, science, tech, and lifestyle, coated with a few laughs along the way. In this episode, Michael's Quote of the Day. Let's learn something about preparation from Johnny Depp. Hacking fly brains. Are you next? Necrobotics, the things they're doing with dead spiders these days. Can your memories be transferred to someone else? Yep. Plus, a few helpful success tips and tricks to help you on your journey. And now we begin. Here's Michael Chalavutis and Dr. Mark Hertzberg. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Kinetic Life Podcast, uh, brought to you by Kinetic Life. Uh, I am your host, Mike Chalavutis, and I have my trusty compatriot, Mark Hertzberg. Dr. Mark Hertzberg. Help, I'm being held prisoner and forced to do podcasts. Well, you have an, another 100 episodes to go before you're, uh, you're free to go. Will there be snacks? <laughs> Always. We live on snacks. As tradition, we like to start with our quote of the day. Uh, This one is from Lucius Aeneas Seneca, also known as Seneca. It's a Roman philosopher. Um, It's not really as important, but uh, what the quote is, is, luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. I actually really do like this quote. Um, I've heard of the abridged version, I guess, luck is what is when preparation meets opportunity. That's a lot like the saying related that success is 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. The success isn't luck, and even having the inspiration isn't all luck. Lots of people have inspirations. It's those who do the work. And the hardest work to do is the work of preparing. You set things up. And then when something, a good break comes, it'll just feed into what's happening. It's good breaks, not going to come and do anything in isolation. If you're just, you know, sleeping through it. Oh, I I agree with you there. Um, You just can't be on autopilot and you need to kind of put the time into preparing yourself, uh, whether it's for, you know, a job opportunity, uh, having success on a test. You know, the odds of you studying the right question that's going to be on the test only happens when you study. (laughs) And like in sports, if you listen to baseball, especially if you listen to Yankees and you hear, that's baseball, Susan, they're saying the Yankees this year, they run whenever they can. Last year, they wouldn't. And when you run, you're forcing the other team to make a play. Yeah, they may tag you out just trying to steal a base or take home on a short fly. But you know what? You're giving them plenty of chance to mess up, that the throw goes off and everyone starts running around the bases. The more chances you give them to mess up, the more chance you have for good luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from the preparation standpoint, you know, I always uh, a good example is uh, Peyton Manning. You know, uh, when he first came to the league, the first year on the Colts, they were pretty bad, if I remember correctly. I think they won. That's why they had the number one choice. Uh, yes. So they were bad going, and I think his first year there, they were terrible. But he was known for the, you know, always coming in early and the uh, amount of time he'd spend watching film and training. And, you know, he put that extra effort and. Within a very short period of time, you know, he was well known around the league and became one of the best. Well, that reminds me, going way back, uh, when the Islander team that would eventually win four Stanley Cups, 
they were right on the tail of a Montreal Canadian team that won four Stanley Cups. And I remember hearing an interview, maybe in like the third or fourth year of the Canadians' reign, where they were talking about the Islanders, what they have to do, and someone saying, are you really talented? Uh, Do you think you're as talented as the Canadians? And they go, what makes the Canadians an all-time great team is they're not just the most talented team in the sport, they're the hardest working team in the sport. That's the combo, and we want to be that. Hardworking, and even some discipline. It all goes in, so they didn't wait for luck. Mm Mm-hmm. They made it happen, and some will go, well, if you look at all the run, well, that was a lucky break. Well, this guy, you know, made a pass, you know, made a bad pass that you intercepted, turned to a goal. Yeah, well, when you keep doing the right thing, you'll take advantage of that. Oh, of course. I mean, like, all those years that the Patriots are so good, and they're still good. Uh, I mean, a part of that is the, the preparation of the individuals brought on, I would say, in, in a large part, uh, by the the person leading them, Bel- Bill Belichick was uh, you know he from a disciplinary standpoint and a respect standpoint he knew how to adjust to, you know from the team each week he he knew how to coach I mean that's why he did well the Giants every time when he was a defensive coordinator of the Giants he kept adjusting you know depending on who they played each week and the Giants were really good under him I believe they won just it was the first Super Bowl was under him for uh, twenty one. Wait, whose first Super Bowl? Uh, Bill Belichick when he was the defensive coordinator for the Giants. Giants. Yeah, so that would be 87. Was it 21 or 25? Oh, Super Bowl number? Let's see, 68 was number three. So 19 years later. (laughs) But that would have been not, uh, yeah, so that would have been 22. And then a few years after that, okay. We're sponsored by Kinetic Renew. Kinetic Renew is a four-ounce shot of all-natural ingredients that deliver some amazing benefits, like improved mental clarity, long and short-term focus, and improved memory and cognition. Plus, Kinetic Renew improves mood with the added benefits of anti-stress and anti-anxiety. Kinetic Renew provides antioxidants and neuroprotection, and all this with no caffeine, no artificial flavors, sweeteners, or colors, and it's only five calories. Kinetic Renew is what you drink to arrive focused and alert, and you won't get that caffeine or sugar crash. Go to KineticLife.com and use promo code POD1 for a special 30% discount. P-O-D and the number one, POD1. The 30% off is for a limited time only, so log on now to save. KineticLife.com. That's K-I-N-E-T-I-Q Life.com now. Do it now. Log on now. Give it a try. You're going to love it. So speaking of, uh, you know, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Uh, a lot of you know Johnny Depp has been in the news lately. Uh, he is uh, someone that has had a ton of success uh, going above and beyond when it comes to preparation. Um, you know, he originally, I think one of his first big roles was 21 Drum Street, but he wanted to really, you know, push himself to the next level. And um, 
through a lot of success he had in um, films afterwards uh, was for the fact that he used to immerse himself in the character, uh, whether it was the character he was playing or the person he was playing. Uh, a famous movie that he was in is the movie Blow, in which he was, uh, you know, smuggling drugs into the com- in the country. So the person he played in the movie Boston George, little, little, little do people know that he actually befriended him, and really immersed him, himself in the guy's life to learn everything about him, and end up being, you know, an amazing role that he played. But it's not just him; most of the other roles that he takes on, he completely immerses himself. Um, to really get into character, and he's had a ton of success. He went above and beyond, beyond just reading the script. He became the character, and become one of the you know best actors of our day. I mean, a completely opinion here that he's one of the best, but uh, you know, I, I would say he has a lot of success based off his preparation. Well, like forgetting that, how good they act once they're actors. If you're not, let's say, mommy and daddy were stars, and you have an in. When you're a nobody, there are a million good-looking people trying to become the next star, and good amounts of them have talent. And a lot of times, the difference between who succeeds and who doesn't, who goes from unknown to being found, is not just that they work really hard on their acting on camera, on stage, but they take everything as a business and work really hard at the business of making themselves successful. And... In an area I'm a little more familiar with, I remember hearing a club owner in the 1990s was asked, is Seinfeld really that funny? Was he lucky to succeed? And she went, a lot of people are funny, a lot of people are talented. If everyone had to start over again and you asked me which of the famous comedians from the last 10, 20 years... I know we'll be famous again if we start over. It's him, because nobody approached it like a business better and made sure to take care of everything in advance. Hmm. Take care of everything in advance in what way? Uh, well, I'm not the one who said it originally, yeah. but you know, I will get the right picture for the right job. I will make sure it gets to the right person. I will make sure I, I set up the right auditions. I will make sure I get there at the right time. I will make sure I make the right follow-up calls, not too soon, not too late. Whatever you have to take, sat down, thought about it, planned it, did it, like a business. And actually, that's impressive because most people that are talented from the creative side of things usually lack business aspect. But a lot of the successful ones are better at it than you think, that they did approach it very seriously. They didn't wait around to be found. Very interesting. And I know, Mark, you have a ton of interesting stories from back in your day as a comedian. Yes, Mark, you, you, Dr. Mark Hertzberg used to be a stand-up comedian. And one day we'll, we'll get uh, squeeze a couple of those juicy stories out of him about mm. people that you likely have heard na- uh, heard about before. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll save the, uh, the, the, the name dropping for another time. I know nothing, Colonel Hogan. And I know nothing. The most effective way to do it is to do it. Amelia Earhart. Always remember that you are absolutely unique. Just like everyone else. Margaret Mead. It is during our darkest moments that we must focus to see the light. 
Aristotle. You will face many defeats in life, but never let yourself be defeated. Maya Angelou. So, hack any uh, fly brains lately? Hacking fly brains. Ooh. I know. Scientists are looking to hack fly brains to make them remote controlled. I hate when I have to get up from my chair and go to the fly and manually hit buttons. I needed a remote <laughs> control. So, I mean, you think of quick, quick end of things, go oh, reconnaissance or somehow... So, to start with, they genetically engineered flies to express a certain heat-sensitive uh, ion channel neuron in their brain. And okay, in English, a lot of your nerve signals depend on ion channels. And ions have a charge, so it's almost like a battery sending electricity in its way for an on-off switch. This neuron, when activated, or the channels open up, it causes the flies to spread their wings which is a gesture of mating. Now, they were able to trigger this through um, using a magnetic field. When they turned the magnet on, it actually heated up the iron oxide particles in this ion channel, which then caused the neuron to fire and them to start spreading their wings. No pain involved, gentle heat. <laughs> no flies were hurt in this experiment. Although we know. Except the one at the bar who they hit the button and spread his wings and couldn't explain it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, so not 100% remote control, but this is the beginning of what they're looking to accomplish. I'm using magnet, magnets or magnetic fields to, uh, you know, this type of nanotechnology, they're calling it, to have control over... Well, I guess in this case, flies. And as important as that is, because I know everyone has been waiting, when will we be able to control fly wings? Uh, think of someone who's had a spinal injury, and they're always trying different ways to reconnect, regrow neurons. How can we get the legs and or arms or whatever to work again? If you can bypass that and find a way to activate, you know, make the legs work, and obviously we would need to be much more sophisticated than up-down like this, but it's an other route to experiment to help with something like that in real life. Yeah, so or to control people's minds, who knows? Yes, well, they're mentioning, uh, yes, to stimulate the visual cortex, to be able to see, I, you know, be able to bypass, you know, certain... Uh, Faulty wiring yeah. in the human body. Uh, but this is where they mentioned DARPA at the end, that DARPA is funding the project, but they have similar plans. Ultimately, it wants to develop headsets that can read the neuroactivity in one person's brain and then write it to another brain, basically transferring thoughts or perceptions between people. That sounds a little creepy to me. That sounds like Mr. Spock. My mind to your mind. With My thoughts mind to mold. your thoughts. I mean, especially if you could do that from a long distance. Ooh. The greatest glory in living lies not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. Nelson Mandela. There are basically two types of people. People who accomplish things and people who claim to have accomplished things. The first group is less crowded. Mark Twain. 
In the end, it's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years. Abraham Lincoln. You only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. May West. This is where things get weird. Well, if you like that, you'll love necrobotics. Let's say you had a spider and it was already dead. Then you weren't going to just hack it like a fly brain. I mean, this is a spider now. Uh, It eats flies for lunch. They did find that they can take the spider who... Uh, moves its legs not by muscles, but by kind of a hydropneumatic system, like a pneumatic car suspension. It pressurizes liquid into each leg to stretch it out, lowers the pressure to pull it back, spring it back. And they found that they could take dead spiders, already dead, so they're not hurting the spider, and control, use liquids, and put it in and out, and use these to grasp onto small things like a super tiny robotic clasp that could be used for things like, I don't know, holding a wound together? So think of the crane game that they used to see at like bowling alleys and whatnot. But instead of picking up a stuffed animal with a metal crane, it is uh, essentially a dead spider. You would need a big spider for yeah. that. But I think you would scare the kids too with that. But apparently, mm, not to, some of the kids. <laughs> up to 1,000 open and closed cycles before the tissue degrades. But this is actually, they're looking for long-term use of these dead spiders that they're controlling the their legs. Um, and their application that they mention is moving small objects uh, around at small scales, such as assembling microelectronics, which sounds... Kind of creepy. Maybe in the well, future your creepy, cell phone, creepy spiders. Yeah, your cell phone might be put together by spider tech. By spider tech. <laughs> spider tech. Dead spiders. But to me, the best thing about this entire article is I am nominating for word of the year necrobotics. A combination of necro as in necrophilia. Necro is dead, basically. The necrophilia, the love of dead. And uh, which. We're not getting into uh, Mark. Whatever you do, that the type of story here, judgment free zone, the, uh, and robotics. The uh, the next step would be to make a Frankenstein monster, I guess. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living the results of other people's thinking. Steve Jobs. Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Thomas Edison. Whether you think you can or you think you cannot, you're right. Henry Ford. Everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. George Adar. Scientists restored vital cellular function to pigs one hour after cell death. That's right. 
one hour, not slash. It wasn't you know five minutes or whatever, and they brought him back to life. This was one hour after cell death. They restored cellular function. Now, it doesn't mean they, you know, there's no, this is not actually Frank and Pig. They didn't bring it back to life and the pig was running around because the, the the brain itself and the brain function was no longer at uh, comparable to a live pig. But they were able to restore uh, cellular function to the organs. This brings up a lot of things. Now, the main purpose of this, other than how fun it is to bring a pig back to life, is for organ transplants that they could preserve the entire body of all the organs uh, better. To expand that window. Instead of so just good. trying to concentrate on one and hoping. the Now, it started actually, because they call the... Uh, the organ uh, X. The, the what system? they're using, Organ X. It originally was uh, NeuroX or BrainX or brain something X. like that. For the, working with the brain. Now the, restored brain function as long as four hours after death. Now, that's crazy. Right, but they were t- really talking about they restored, uh, at smaller scale, they restored, repaired and restored some of the cell function. They didn't mm-hmm. get the overall brain. Uh, but it's this brings up, first of all, they always use the word death. What people don't realize is at any given level of technology. It used to be uh, when the heart stopped, you were dead. But the person who was dead wasn't really dead yet. Uh, And now we know, first of all, when you can't tell the heart's beating just by listening to it, especially before stethoscopes, doesn't mean it stopped. The brain has activity after that. So we now go when brain activity stops is when you're really dead. But on a cellular level, it might still be alive for a while after that before we can tell. But in this case, they're also saying, we're looking at how the proteins in the cell degrade and we can repair some of that. So we might be talking getting to a point where you're really dead, but they're also not talking that they're gonna make you alive. They're just saying they can repair certain damage. If they get to it soon enough, before there's too much damage, they might be able to make an organ useful. In the case of the brain, it'd be very interesting because if you made a brain that degrade that had the beginning of cell degrading and you restored it, are the memories lost? Mm. It's not solid state memory. No, and well, it's, I mean, the brain has a very short window from an oxygen standpoint and requires uh, like brain is two percent your body weight, but use up twenty percent of your energy. So uh, sh- you have a very short window to, to feed that brain of yours, both oxygen, nutrients, etc., before you really start losing things. This also brings up, going through my files, historical science database, uh, reviewing around 20 years ago, maybe longer, there was an article, and this article on purpose was not widely circulated because they didn't want to confuse regular people in the world. But they were talking about when you see someone, you know, uh, CPR case, you know, when you try to revive them. And this was investigating that they were saying, if you see someone collapse in front of you, then as soon as they stop breathing, you start CPR, you're keeping oxygen going to the brain. But if you walk up and you don't know if that body's been there for 30 seconds or three hours, and up until now, up until then, it was always, well, 
you don't know, so hope for the best, do the CPR, and when the ambulance comes, they'll figure out. Yeah. Okay. And what this was saying was, that might be wrong. And I've been waiting 20 years to hear any news of a follow-up and never did. But the concept was, it wasn't the lack of oxygen that killed a lot of some people, because it, it that hadn't gone on long enough. It was, if someone, let's say, hasn't been breathing, breathing for three, four minutes, they have to be revi- revived in a very specific way, and just shocking them up does more damage. We have an overexcitement of the brain by, by waking? The, the details, uh, they were just basically saying that they think, let's say someone's been there for 10 minutes, go and give CPR, it ain't gonna work. But they were proposing that if you try to bring them up in a very specific way, they actually hadn't been dead yet. Uh, the brain could let la- they said, they believed the brain could last much longer before it was too late, but it's the reviving technique. Now, if it's been two hours, it don't matter. <laughs> in any case, they didn't want to like confuse, for right now, at that point, they're going, this was just a maybe, nobody knew, and they were in public, you know, this thing. They didn't want everyone to start saying, I don't think, you know, who knows what you should do or not. They didn't want to confuse things. But I never heard of anything being revised because of that. I never heard follow-ups. I have asked. So it could have been wrong and completely dropped, but... Uh, well, how long was uh, Slash, quote, dead for before they revived him? Wasn't it like a minute and a half or three minutes, something like that? Okay, but the, that's just heart stopped. Oh, his heart stopped. I guess. There wasn't... Nobody said he was brain dead. No, okay. But, but I mean... <laughs> Someone passes out, whatever, or falls, you don't know. You know Less no blood flow. I mean, if they either revived him the right way or just still enough oxygen going to him. You know, they'll, they'll even say, look, when they stop the heart on purpose to do certain procedures and put you on a uh, machine, yeah, they'll actually say you get to say you were dead for 10 minutes. But, you know, that's nonsense. The brain was being nourished the whole time. So could yeah. you legally mm-hmm. collect your life insurance? Go find, we'll try it and find out. <laughs> well, I did die, but then I was revived three hours later. Okay, now you're getting to a very old Billy Crystal routine. He goes, you know, he was raised by his grandparents. When they got together, they would all complain, you know, and go, I was, you were sick, I was dead for three hours. I got better. <laughs> <laughs> this just in from a concerned viewer. Does till death do us part change if you were legally dead during a procedure? Huh, does that legally count as uh, the marriage ending? Cheaper than divorce. Uh, or do they get everything then? This is, I mean, this the conundrum. I also know someone who pretty much uh, decided to divorce a husband while he was unconscious after an accident going, he's useless to me now. And her friends were going, you really should wait until he's up and about and pretend you came up with the idea then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hard to sign the divorce papers when you're <laughs> unconscious. Or I guess legally deaf for a short period of time. I hope you guys had some fun and learned something new. And, uh... You know, go out, uh, you know, 
preparation uh, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. So we spoke about that in the beginning. So look, whatever you're looking to accomplish, you got to start somewhere. Start preparing. It's not just going to magically happen overnight unless you pick six numbers. Um, and we've also learned that to doing some really creepy research with spiders, with flies. DARPA wants to transfer your memories to someone else. And uh, the cool thing is they might have better uh, science to save organs and uh, help reduce the organ shortage throughout the world uh, by resurrecting pigs. We can save pigs. So until next time... uh, Arnold Ziffel signing off. (laughs) Take care, everyone. Bye. We're sponsored by Kinetic Renew. Kinetic Renew is a four-round shot of all-natural ingredients that deliver some amazing benefits, like improved mental clarity, long- and short-term focus, and improved memory and cognition. Plus, Kinetic Renew improves mood with the added benefits of anti-stress and anti-anxiety. Here's what people are saying. I drink a bottle of Kinetic Renew. And I'm in a better mood. It's like waking up on the right side of the bed. (laughs) It's great. My mental focus is clearly better. I do notice that I have better clarity. Definitely improves my mood for sure. It reduces my stress. Visit KineticLife.com today. K-I-N-E-T-I-Q Life.com and try it. Use promo code POD1 for 30% off. That's P-O-D and the number one, POD1, for a limited time 30% discount. Log on. Give it a try. You're going to like it. Thank you for listening to the Kinetic Life Podcast. Catch a new show every other Thursday. You'll find us on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify and everywhere else you can listen to a podcast. And remember, be safe, have fun, and go for your dreams. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered professional advice. All comments, jokes, views, and ideas expressed are those of the hosts or guests and do not represent any company or organizations with whom they may be affiliated. Always make sure to consult your own physician before starting any new diet, supplement, or exercise routine. There's one more thing. If you're working on something that you really care about... You don't have to be pushed. The vision pulls you. Steve Jobs.